Kings, the uh, fifth chapter, verse 9, we, we talked about um, God don't live in the average. God is not an average God. And sometimes we as believers, we live in the average. That's why we have so much frustration in our lives, because we're average. We allow every and anything to affect us, and we find ourselves many times we, we're depressed, oppressed. We don't know whether we're coming or going. We don't know who to have in our life. We don't know what's in our life. We don't know what to do next. We compromise with our lives. We compromise with ourselves because we're living in average. And God did not intend for us as Christians and believers to live in average. Now, when I talk about average, I'm not talking about a, a brand new home. I'm not talking about a brand new car. I'm not talking about uh, the finer things of life. But I am talking about the spiritual aspect of God. Sometimes we lose focus of, of how awesome God is. God is not a car. God don't look like a house. God don't look like money. But we sometimes we, we, we fight and wrestle with trying to serve God, and, and then we want God to give us the material things of life, and we find ourselves missing out on who God really is. He's a spirit. And the Bible says those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, you don't want to worship him for a car, and that's all you worship for. Worship him for a house, that's all you worship for. But worship him because of who he is. And, 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 and we're finding ourselves as believers, as Christian believers, we're walking in the law of average. That's why some of us are taking medicine, because you're living in average. That's why some of us are, are lonely and frustrated because we live in below our privileges. We don't know what belongs to us, and we keep thinking material things belong to us. There's nothing wrong with having material things, but material things is not my God. I can't, I, if I keep looking for a car to make me happy, then I'm going to need another car. If I look for a house to make me happy, I'm going I'm to need another house. If I need a marriage to make me happy, then I'm going to need another marriage because you can't get tired of the one you got. So, so we, we, we've got to learn how to really worship and serve God for who he is, not for what he can do all the time. You know, so because, you know, as a pastor, I, I, I can kind of understand what some things God go through. Because uh, the Bible says he'll give you pastors after his heart. And sometimes we as pastors, we'll label soft, nice, sweet. And then if we're not soft and nice and sweet, then you call us hard and mean and nasty. We ain't pastors. It's amazing. Pastors always have to be so nice and sweet and innocent and give you the shirt off our back. I want my shirt. <laughs> I ain't got to give you everything to be a pastor. I ain't got to say yes to everything you want. God sometimes tell you no. And he's still God. So we, 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 we're going to have to continue to learn how to get out of average. Average is what's holding us back. Average is what's get, getting us down and keeping us down. We're scared to go to another level. We're afraid to move when God want to move. We, we, we want to find ourselves wanting God to do something for us, like put money in the bank and you don't work for it. That ain't happening. And if they do put it in your bank, it was the wrong account. But we want God to open up the windows of heaven and give us all these things, but we don't have to work for him. We don't have to do nothing for him. So we're going to have to get past the average lifestyle. Quit living in the average. God wants us to change the way we think. 
in Romans 12 and 2. Watch Romans 12 and 2. You don't mind if I talk to you, right? I know I'm on the right road now. A lot of walking and talking going on right now. Romans 12 and 2 says what? Do not conform to the pattern of this world. What the Bible say? Do not conform. So the world has an average way of thinking. The world, now you're not, you're not exempt from pain. You're not exempt from having some issues. You're not exempt from having body pain. You ain't exempt from having relationship pain. You're not exempt from having financial pain. But we are so, we're, we're children of God who live above average that even in the pain, we know we're coming out. I don't care what kind of storm comes. I know the sun going to shine eventually. So I don't care what kind of pain I go through. Eventually, it's going to get better. See, we, we, we can't keep thinking that every time we have something go wrong, that that's the end of your world. You don't always need counseling. You just need to believe. We, we got too many people need counseling. You don't need counseling. You just need to stop your shady thinking. You're thinking shady. The Bible says in James, the first chapter, un, uh, a man that's unstable, he's unstable in all his ways because he don't know how to keep his mind settled. If you say God is good, believe he good. That's right. I found I said this at nine o'clock. The biggest liars is not people that talk about lies and talk and tell you lies. Is the people that sing. They're the biggest liars. Singers are the biggest liars because they don't even believe what they're saying. You are telling me what God can do. You are singing to me and telling me how great God is. But then when you leave, you're the one crying. Oh, you ought to believe what you're saying. I tell you, you ought to believe what you're saying. And if you're going to sing it, believe it. I don't, I don't just preach to make myself feel good. First of all, let me, let me be honest with you. I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a preacher because eBay every now and then want to pop up because some of y'all be looking at me kind of cockeyed. But because God called me, I get out of my flesh and walk in the spirit. I ain't trying to live a lie. I'm trying to live holy for real. Come on, somebody. I ain't get saved to be a, a whole, whole, my mama say whoremonger. I ain't get saved to, to mess with a bunch of women. I ain't get saved to mess with a bunch of money. I got saved to serve God. And I found out something. Serving God will cause people to leave you too. Let me tell you something. When you decide to live holy with integrity, it comes with a price. People will leave you because you live, you live holy. Now, let me tell you something about average people. Average people trust God just for a little bit. But above average people say, man, whatever he say. Hey, <laughs> I got some whatever people in the house. Whatever God say, I believe what God say. I believe what God do. I'm just crazy for Jesus. Come on, somebody. I wish I had a believer. I'm just crazy for Jesus. Whatever he say, I believe it. See, I don't, I don't, I, I cry like the next man. I have doubts every now and then like the next man. I have pain like the next man, but I refuse to live there. Because God ain't got pain. God, I'm going to say, I'm going to make it, I'm going to break it down so some ghetto. God don't have pain. Now, for the ghetto folks, God ain't got pain. God ain't got no car problems. God ain't got no health issues. God ain't got no financial problems. And I'm a child of that. So when, fi when finances do cause me problems, I know it's temporary. <laughs> when health do start failing, I know it's temporary because the God I serve, he ain't got no problems. And I, oh, come on, wait a You got to believe. I'm, I'm trying to teach this thing. God ain't got no problem. Tell somebody, God ain't got no problem. Because God don't live in the average. Average people are compromising people. Average people do whatever their surroundings do. 
Average people are like lizards. In, you know, in Florida, we got some lizards. You know, in Florida, a bunch of lizards. I call them little baby crocodiles, but they're lizards. And um, they change colors to protect themselves because they don't have any shell mechanism or teeth to bite to, to, to come up against their prey. So what they do is they jump on a tree. If the tree is brown, they turn brown. If the tree leaves are green, they turn green. If the tree leaves are yellow, they turn yellow. So in other words, God put a mechanism in them to be fake, to blend in to, to their surroundings. And many of us, we're just like lizards. We're acting like we blend in whatever we're around. You don't act like a Christian at work. You act like work. You don't act like a Christian at home. You act like home. You don't act like a Christian at the family reunion because you don't want nobody to know you're saved. So, so now, God don't want us to live in the average. If you're having mental problems, that's average. If you're having financial problems, that's average. If you're having some health issues, that's average. Oh, I'm going somewhere. I know where I'm going. If you're having relationship problems, that's, 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 that's average. Whatever you're going through on earth is average. But because God is in us, we live in the supernatural. We, are, we live above average. Uh, Tell yourself, I'm coming out of whatever I'm in. I'm already out. I'm already out. I'm already out. I'm already out. I don't care how I feel. I'm already out. I wish I had some people addicted to God. I just can't live without him. See, a person that's on, a, on drugs, a person that's on alcohol, they become addicted to it. So it, they, now when they first started drinking it, they weren't addicted to it. They just tried it. And then their body started getting used to it. And then their body sent a signal to the brain to say, hey, keep on doing this. And then when you decide you don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore, or you don't want to drink anymore, or you don't want to you know, have drugs anymore, then your brain sends signals to the body and say, let me talk to you for a second. This ain't working. I done got used to having this to feel a certain way. So now if you just go ahead and get a real God inside of your... If you get God on a regular basis, quit playing with God. Quit coming when you feel like it. Quit serving it when you feel like it. Get God for real. Yeah. I promise you'll become addicted. That when you want to give up, God says, you can't. Yeah. When you want to throw in a towel, you say, I can't. How you know, Pastor? Because I done been there, baby. I done throw in the towel plenty of times. I done got the towel and say, I'm through in the towel. So I can't let you go. I love you too much. Average people let go. Average people jump from church to church. Average people don't tithe. Average people shout and ain't got no real God in them. But above average, they crying right now, but they're still saying, God, he's still good. They ain't got no money, but they say, God is still good. They got health issues, but they say, God is still good. See, above average people know how to give him praise up in him. Excuse me for a minute, but I got a one-minute shout. Hallelujah! Let everything that have breath give him praise in this morning. Let everything that have breath tell him hallelujah. Let everything that's above average say hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. You've been good to me. Woo! I'm sorry. I said I was going to be cool hand Luke today. Second Kings, the fifth chapter. Now, check this out. I want to show you a man in the Bible. I got to take my time because y'all 11.30 people are crazy. I like 9 o'clock better because they, they let me teach. 11.30, they just getting out the club, waking up. They say, let's go, Pastor. That's party. <laughs> that alcohol done wore off. That's party now. 2 Corinthians, 2 Kings, 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, verse 9. I want to show you something in the scripture of a, of a man 
who lived as average. Now, once again, I got to tell you something. Above average livers know that they can conquer anything. People who serve God for real, they know that any obstacle is temporary. I didn't say doubt wouldn't hit you. I didn't say fear wouldn't come. But true believers realize this little suffering cannot be compared to the glory that's coming. Weeping man endure for right now. But, 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 but joy. Anybody going through anything right now? Guess what? It's already better. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's already better. Come on, somebody. I got to take my time. I told you I wasn't going to let y'all let me get happy. Second Kings, the fifth chapter, verse nine. We want to talk about something concerning a man that lived in average. But he went to above average lifestyle of a man. It's amazing that people who live average always want to come and get prayer from somebody. Let me explain. If you have a consistent prayer life, you won't always ask people to pray for you. Because your life is so consistent in prayer that you will learn how to pray for yourself. And then you're so strong in God, you're praying for others. Why are you crying? Strong believers realize this ain't going to last. I, I got a hope. God promised me something. And God said he can't lie. So why would I serve a God who can't, oh, come on, who's a bald-faced liar? He, he can't lie. He promised me that he'll live within me. So I got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, all three living on the inside of me. Why am I walking defeated? Because you ain't got no car? You ain't defeated. Because you ain't got enough money to pay your bills? You ain't defeated. Because you got sickness in your body? You ain't defeated. Second Corinthians, Second Kings. Fifth chapter, verse 9, what it says, Rita? So Naaman went with his horses and chariots uh -huh. and stopped at the door of Elijah's house. Now, now, let me paint the picture. There was a man who was a fighter, strong fighter, a leader of fighting, part of the Syrian army. And he had leprosy. He had a disease. He had sickness. And there was a woman that was captured from the children of Israel. And she was a slave girl. And even though her enemies had her cap in captivity as a slave girl, she still had compassion. Just because I'm busted and disgusted don't mean I have to live in average. You did me wrong, but I still know how to bless you. And the slave girl said to her master, she said, she said, if only Naaman would go down to my house, to my hometown, they would heal him of his leprosy. So Naaman took the initiative to go to a place that really, that's, that's an enemy camp. But he went there with a letter in his hand saying that, hey, king, 
I was told that you can heal me of this leprosy. And the Bible say, and the king ripped his clothes because he was afraid. He said, I don't know how to heal nobody. All I do is live in average. Just because I'm the president don't mean I'm supernatural. Just because you have power don't mean you are living in above average. Just because you have money in the bank don't mean you're above average. Just because you have multiple cars don't mean you're above average. You might be living in average. And all of a sudden, the king got afraid and tore his clothes. And the man of God, see, that's, that's why you want to go to authoritative church. You don't want to be around a soft pastor who don't even believe God himself. You want to go somewhere where you know without a shadow of a doubt. That man crying too, but yet look at him still up there preaching the gospel. That man got, and I know what he's going through, and still he's telling people God is going to make a way. Quit being around these jellyback preachers who's scared to tell the truth because they're scared they're going to miss a dollar. I done came too far now to be a jellyback. God, you done brought me from a mighty long ways. I done had people threaten me. I done had people stop giving, but I ain't stopped preaching. Because I live above average. I don't live with the people. I live above uh, because sometimes you could be living around the people and they're too busy being average. And the Bible say, and the man of God, in verse 9. Watch what the man of God said in verse 9. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots. Yes. And stopped at the door of Elijah's house. Now, Naaman came to pay for his healing. He came to take care of his healing because he don't even know if the man can heal him. But just in case, let me have some money and gold and horses available to bless him with. I want to pay for this healing. And God would not allow the man of God to take money. Because he didn't want the man that got the healing to say he paid for it. See, sometimes your money can make you think you're above average. Read, Rita. Elijah sent a messenger to say to him. Elijah sent a message. Now, Elijah, the man of God, did not come out to meet Naaman. He sent a word out to Naaman. Watch what he said. Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan. Now, look at this. The man of God tells Naaman, he says, go take your sick self and go down to that ditch water and dip yourself seven times. Now, check this out. Above average believers and livers don't always get it where they can see it. Let me explain. Sometimes I want to see God move. I want to know he's going to do it. I want to be able to put my hand on that that's going to change colors right there. But sometimes God will come from the back door. What I'm looking for him to do in the front of me, he give me a blessing through the back door. Let me explain. I made some bracelets for, for, for a pastor and his wife, and, and, and I was looking for my money. I'm charging $15 per bracelet. I want my money, brother. And they didn't pay me. And I said, okay, all right. And then all of a sudden, I had to go out of town. I went out of town, and the same pastor who I wanted to pay me for the bracelets paid for my hotel room. See, you're so busy looking for God to do it right here. You don't even... God over there working in the back door. You better recognize your blessings. 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, verse 9 says what? So Naaman went with his horses and chariots. Yes. And stopped at the door of Elijah's house. And the man came to the preacher's house 
and brought silver and gold and horses to the preacher's house and knocked on his door and said, Reverend, come on outside, Reverend. I need you to pray over me and get rid of this leprosy. And here's some gold and, and some silver I brought you. And the Bible say, and the preacher stayed in the house. He didn't come outside because the average wanted him to. When you recognize you're supernatural, when you know that you're above average and the God of all universes living inside of you, you don't have to answer the call to every average situation. If you go to church, I ain't going, I ain't going to stay here with you. I ain't going to be here when you get back. Bye. Watch what it say, reader. Elijah sent a messenger to say to him. The preacher did not go outside to meet the average. He sent somebody to tell the man what? Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan. What he's trying to do is see, do you know how to be submissive? See, people who live in the average, they get challenged when they come to church. People who love to live in the average, all they say, God going to make a way out of no way. That's your average way of talking. But real believers who live above average know how to come to the altar and throw their hands up. Real believers know how to submit themselves to authority. But average believers say, it don't take all that. Average believers say, you ain't got to go to church every time the door is open. Average believers don't believe in giving because they say all the preacher wants is your money. That's an average talker. But above average, let me help you since you think I'm talking about money. I am right now. Yesterday, my car broke down. I had cared back to the dealers so they can work on my car, and they gave me an amount that I wasn't pleased with. And the amount interfered with my ties today. If I'd have paid the amount that they wanted me to pay, I wouldn't give God nothing today. But I made a decision. Fix my car or take care of God. Take care of God. Fix my car or take care of God. So guess what? Since I'm sold out for Jesus and I know he owned everything, I brought my ties to Jesus today and told that man, hold up on the car. I get back with you because God ain't never failed me. See, that's a person that lives above. I ain't telling you to live belief. I'm telling you to live above. You the head. I ain't telling you to act cocky, but know who you are. And not only know who you are, but whose you are. I belong to somebody. Watch it says, verse 11. Verse 11 says what? But Naaman went away angry. Wait a minute. The preacher said to Naaman through an interpreter, tell him to go down to that ditch and dip seven times in that ditch water. And anytime a person that lives above average, they know something about the supernatural. They know something about pulling down strongholds. Supernatural people know how to cast demons out. Supernatural people know how to fast and turn that plate around. Supernatural people know how to cast a demon out of a person. But an average person say, what's going on right here? What's going on? You need to call a straitjacket. This girl crazy. We had a girl up in here one time went stone crazy and God held her peace and made her be quiet until church was over. And once church was over, about a few of us standing outside and, and a couple of people working with at the altar. And I looked and I heard a voice, let me go. I looked around. I said, who turned the mics up? That demon started talking so loud it sounded like it was coming through the mics. I said, who? I'm in the hallway. I said, who turned the mics up? What's going on? And I saw, I saw a man, he's strong as an ox, 
And he was trying to hold that little skinny woman down, but that demon inside of her was throwing him like a rag doll. And get off me. I said, what? I said, uh-uh. See, see a, a believer say, nah. A real believer say, not, not, uh-uh. Nah. A real believer say, a devil ain't gonna take my house. Come on, somebody. I ran up here to that altar. I grabbed that little woman, and she said, get your hands off. Her voice changed. She said, get your hands off me. You know who I am. I said, you know who I am. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. I plead the blood of Jesus against you, Satan. See, that's what a real believer do. But an average person say, what's going on? What are y'all doing? We're casting out demons around him. You don't play with devils. Devils are real. You got to learn how to take authority. Quit playing with demons. Is that a Pentecostal church? See, it's amazing that people want to know what kind of church you have before they go. What kind of church, what kind of church is it? Methodist or Pentecostal or African-American is a Methodist? Or what are you? Well, we, we believe in the Bible. And, and what are you? Well, we believe in the fullness of the Bible. But, but, but what are you? Well, we're a non-denomination. But, but, but well, what are you? Well, we just believe. Do you believe in shouting? That's what they want to ask you. Well, yeah, we do believe in shouting. Do y'all run around? Yeah. We'll take off it. We'll take off in a minute. Do y'all do y'all be speaking in tongues? Well, yeah, yeah. We throw we throw that out there every now and then too. So you're a Pentecostal. Whatever you want to call us, we're above average. You ought to get sick and tired of a church that's just slow and no, ain't going nowhere and ain't going to push you. You want to get around somebody that's going to push you. I told a 9 o'clock person, people this morning, I said, let me tell you something about it. If you ever come to me talking about you want marriage counseling, you're in trouble, especially with me. Now, you may want to go talk to the other pastors, but with me, you're in trouble because I don't try to put you together. That's your job. I try to break you up. I want to test to see if you're really in love. I'm going to try you, so you may not want to come to me for marriage counseling because I'm going to put you out there where you ain't going to use I don't know. That's the only, I done broke a lot of people up, and I love it. I'd rather break you up in the beginning than you to get a divorce later. You talking about you in love and serving Jesus and having sex. Come on, you ain't in love. You're in lust. I don't have, I don't have preachers in here talking about getting married. I, I, I asked them. I, I said, countdown. We're going to do a countdown. Well, what's the countdown, Pastor? Countdown. How many times you had sex? One. They're looking at me. Two. Three. Four, five. Oh, you a freak. You supposed to be a preacher. You supposed to be a preacher, and now you want to come up here and get and get married knowing you having all this sex. So you don't want to, why are you saying amen now? When I talk about God going to make a way, you were shouting, go ahead. Now I'm talking about your lifestyle. Now you're, mm-hmm. Don't shut up now. Open your mouth and say amen. Because I'm trying to get you to heaven. I ain't trying to please you so you can be my buddy. I want you to go to glory. I want God to say, well done. And then when you get to heaven, you can say, Pastor Ellis, I appreciate you for telling me the truth. Either way, you're going to appreciate me one way or the other. Because if you get to hell, you're going to say, I should have listened. <laughs> Watch what it say. What it say, I'm sorry. Second Kings 5 verse 11. What it but, say? But Naaman went away angry and said, the man that live average don't understand spiritual stuff because he kept living in the money neighborhood and not in the spiritual neighborhood. 
Watch what it says. Naaman went away angry and said, What he said? I thought that he would surely come out to me. I thought the preacher would come outside and meet me. And stand and call on the name of the Lord his God. Isn't that amazing? He know what the preacher should do. I thought he would come outside and stand and say, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. And, and what else, Rita? Wave his hand over the spot. And wave his hand over me. And cure me of my leprosy. You keep walking in average how you think a church should be. God didn't call you to be the pastor. So why are you trying to tell the pastor how you think church should be ran? The Bible says he would give you pastors who are after God's heart. When you realize you got a man or woman after God's heart, submit yourself. Can I bless you? You ain't going to always agree with us. You ain't going to always like us. You ain't going to always feel happy about us. I remember one time I invited my girlfriend at the time. You know, her mom and daddy was sedated. And so I invited my mom and, uh, her mom and daddy to my church. And I knew my church was crazy. Way past this him. Everybody jump up and shout. Even the keyboard player, he just jump up and just take off running himself. And the keyboard still be playing. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> and so I invited my girlfriend and her mom and daddy. And, they, you know, I know they're sophisticated. They don't shout. They don't dance. They don't holler. They don't scream. They just sit there and look. And I, I, I went to that kind of church where we just went slap crazy. You know, we just took off running in a minute. And so my girlfriend, she was like, you know, okay, I, I go because of you. I really don't like this church, but I like you. Okay. So mom and daddy came, and they sat there, and the pastor, he did not preach that day. Now, the night before, he preached a good word. But when I invited some guests that I hoped that he was going to preach, he decided he wanted to shout and dance and holler for two hours. I said, Lord Jesus, no, 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 Lord, no. See, you don't tell the spirit how to move. I invited a guest, and I wanted the pastor to be dignified. And he got up there and went slap crazy. I mean, he danced across the stage. He took off running. 20 people took off running behind him. We all started shouting and dancing. Women were doing backwards flip. Everybody was having, even the little children saying, ha 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 We had a party. And I sat there, I said, I want to dance so bad, but I can't. I got these shackles holding me down. I brought somebody to church, and I can't, I can't shout and dance and say amen too loud because I don't want them to think I'm too dignified. I got to act average like them. And so I sat there all stiff and didn't move. And then after church, he stormed out the church, that husband did. And the mama stormed behind him, and they carried me outside. They said, let me tell you something. God don't do that. And I'm sitting there saying, yes, he does. You don't tell God what to do. He could do what he will with his own. God don't move like that because you're average. Average thinkers make God be in a box. You got to understand something about God. He is outside the box. And then he tell you in Romans 12 and 2, he say, you need to change the way you think. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how many people like to speak for God and don't live for him. That man told me up from one side to the other. He told me my church was a cult. He said, I don't believe in that. I don't like what your pastor said, and I don't agree with that. It don't take all that. And he worked for a gas company for 35 years. And the next day, out of nowhere, his gas truck exploded. And he was laying in a hospital burn room with 90% burns in his body. And his wife called me crying with tears in her eyes. Out of all the people, you called me? 
And he, she said to me, she said, I'm sorry on behalf of me and my husband because she recognized the supernatural. See, God don't always just give you supernatural in making you happy, but he can also judge you in the supernatural. That's why he tell you in Romans 12 and 2, hey, change your mind. Quit thinking the way the world think. You pass this here. You pass earth. Anytime a storm comes, we can look up in the sky and say, you know what? It's like it's going to storm. The clouds are all black. How you know it's going to storm? Because you done seen it before. But you also know it's going to pass. Whatever you're going through, tell yourself, I done seen this before, and this going to pass. Read, reader. I thought that he would surely come out to me. So Naaman said to himself, he said, I thought the preacher supposed to come out and greet me. And stand and call on the name of the Lord his God. And call on God wave his, wave his hand over the spot. Yes. And cure me of my leprosy. That's what you thought. You don't know God. But yet you're trying to tell the church how God moved. Maybe it's that little G God talking to you. Read. Are not Abarna and Farpar the rivers of Damascus uh -huh. better than all the waters of Israel? Now check this out. He thought the Bahamas water was better than the ditch water. He said, why can't I go to the Caribbean? That water clear. Why can't I dip in that nasty? Why I got to dip in this old nasty Lake Willow? Can't we go down to the Caribbean and dip in that water? That water pretty and clear. He tried to make his healing come his way. Average thinkers don't know how to think outside the box. You got to get around a believer who can tell you, God going to heal you. Well, how he going to do it? Don't worry about it. Just know he going to do it. He says, ain't the river of pedophile, not pedophile, better read. Are not Arbana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? All the, we, can I go dip in the water that's pretty than this dirty ditch water? That's what an average thinker do. I ain't got to keep coming to church. I ain't coming to church no more. You're an average thinker. When you go to church, when you feel like it, you're an average thinker. You don't even have what God has for you. God got greatness for you, and you ain't chasing it because you're too busy chasing average. Your circle average. They don't even provoke you. They don't even push you because you're average. Everything, y'all agree with each other because you're average. Won't you go somewhere that somebody don't agree with you and push you to another level? Read. Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? Yes. So he turned and went off in a rage. Look at this. You came sick and you leaving sick. He left the man of God. He left church mad. Because he thought the preacher ought to do it his way. And the preacher say, I don't do it average. I speak through doors. I speak through walls. Because God walked through walls. The man who was a centurion came to Jesus and said, hey, Lord, I ain't saved. I don't serve you like I should. But I, I recognize one thing about you that's similar to me. You speak to things, and I speak to people. I tell men to go, they go. I tell them to come, they come. He said, but, 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 but you, you speak supernatural. You speak to the unseen world, and they obey you. He said, I need you to do me a favor, Father. What you want, son? 
I want you to pray and heal my servant. He's 50 miles away, sick, and he's my favorite servant. And all I want you to do is just speak the word only. Jesus said, no, no, I'll come with you. He said, no, no, you're too powerful. You're so powerful, your words will go 50 miles before we get there. Here's an average man believing in a super average God. Why you think the world prospering? And we sit in church always begging. God do it. God do it. Oh, Shaka Khan, God do it. And God said, get your rusty self up. Quit being lazy. And get up and go do it. You got power in you. I, it blows my mind when I see people throw up little businesses, 12 and 15 shop businesses, and they all empty. But they build them by faith. They'll throw up buildings with 15 empty buildings in it by faith in the middle of nowhere. Two years later, they all pack and fill with somebody in them. I say, why can't we as believers walk in faith like that? Why we can't build something and believe God going to do it? We always keep begging, God do it. God, I'm believing you, Jesus. And Jesus, I'm believing in you. You, me on earth. In 2 Peter, he said, we built like Jesus. We are made in his image. You've got God in you. God ain't broke. God ain't sick. God ain't worried. God is anointed. God powerful. He's almighty. And I got all that in me. You let bad debt come. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You let sickness come. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You let worry come. I rebuke you in... Come on, somebody. You better learn to use the name. You don't need a second job. You don't need to be Ubering. You don't need to do no lift. You just need to pray. Read. I got to go home. You tired. Naaman's servants went to him and said. Now check this out. Naaman refused to do what the supernatural man said. I'm not doing that because I think he ought to do it my way. And Naaman walked away from the preacher's house, walked away from the church, mad. Because the preacher challenged him to do something he didn't want to do. That's why you come to church. You, get, you come to church to get challenged to do what you don't want to do. You don't come to church so you can get it Burger King way. Why do you think I tell you to go meet one another? Because some of y'all are introverts. Go meet your neighbor. And some of y'all sit right there and look. Because you don't like to meet people. You don't like to touch people. Can I bless you? I don't like touching nobody either. I don't like being around a crowd of people either. I don't like people looking at me. I don't like to be the center of attention. I like to be by myself. I'm very shy. I know you can't see it, but I'm very shy. On the inside, I'm shaking like a boot. I'm very shy. But because he called me, I'm not going to walk in what I feel. I walk in what I'm called to do. If I'd have never left Florida, you wouldn't have got blessed like you're getting blessed right now. I had to be obedient to the supernatural so I can give us natural some superpower. You can't tell me you ain't been blessed since you've been in this church. You can't tell me your health didn't get better since you've been here. You can't tell me your marriage didn't get better since you've been here. You can't tell me your pocketbook didn't get better since you've been here. Because I operate in the supernatural. I believe God. Read. I believe, watch this. Even with, I said this at 9 o'clock, I said it again. 
with my problems, with my, me and my wife's problems, with our family, with our children. They were raised in church, but all three of my children going in separate direction. But I ain't worried. But worry sneak up on me. And I, mm, mm, I have to shake it off. And you know, you know that. Hey, some of y'all know the dance now. You know that dance. Pastor, that ain't how it go. It shook off. Don't worry about it. It shook off. So watch this. So when worry comes to me and make, fear comes to me and tears come to my eyes because my children wasn't raised the way they acting. But because I was obedient to God when he told me to leave Florida to come to North Carolina, God, I took care of your business. Now I know you're going to take care of my... One day, my baby's going to be in church and they're going to shout you because they know where God brought them from. Woo! Read, reader. Naaman's servants went to him and said... Now watch this. Naaman's servant He's not even a supernatural believer. He just said, what if? What if you do what the man of God say? Just what if? What if if you, if you be, stay committed and quit playing church? What if? What if if you praise him like you mean it? What, 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 what if? What if you forgive that person that dogged you out? What, what if? What if, if you just give it a chance and just see if God would do it? Because your way of doing it ain't working. Read, reader. My father. Yes. If the prophet had told you to do some great thing. Look what it says. He say, Naaman, my father, if the preacher had told you to do something powerful. Would you not have done it? If he had told you to go to the Caribbean island, you'd have jumped on the plane and went to the Caribbean island. Read. How much more then when he tells you wash and be cleansed? So he went. Now check this out. The man said to his father, he said, Dad, if he'd have told you to go to the Caribbean island, you'd have went. You didn't care it was the Caribbean island. You just cared about being healed. What if he told you to go to Lake Willer? What if the same thing happened? I'm looking for a small church. I don't like a big church. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you came here saying that stupid stuff to me. I did say stupid. I'm into soul winning business. I'm not into small churches. I'm into what God wants. I serve a big God. And if he thinks that this message is powerful enough for a large audience, then that's you with a weak mind to say I'm looking for a small church. Because you're too busy trying to get to know the pastor and not God. Hey, somebody... Text me the other day. They say, Pastor, how would you like for me to contact you? And they got my cell number. Hey, Pastor, how would you like for me to contact you uh, through cell or text message? I say, uh, uh, Facebook message. I say, I don't like you calling me. Don't be calling me. I don't like phone calls. Phone calls make me lie. <laughs> Reverend, you don't lie, do you? 
I don't feel like talking. Not, now, this is not all occasions, but most of the occasion. You might well hear it now before you call me. You may hear me start talking before the phone, before I, while the phone comes to my head. I hit turn on over there. But I start talking before the phone get to my head. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to take care of that. And just hold on one second. Let me answer the phone. Yes, hello? Oh, you busy? Yes, sir, I'm busy. I'm kind of busy right now. Now, when you call, you say, Pastor, you, you playing. You ain't busy. Click. Don't tell me I ain't busy. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Let's go home. What does it say, Rita? So he went down. Now, watch this. Watch this. So the man listened to his servant and went into that ditch water. Because maybe just in case, God might be in the ditch. God might be in something nasty. You looking for the drums, the keyboard player. Somebody asked me the other day, uh, Pastor, you, you, you have a keyboard player? No, I don't. You have a drummer? No, I don't. Well, how do you worship? Worship? I don't need, no, Mary, Mary helped me out real good. Fifteen years ago, Mary, Mary, I tried to bring Mary, Mary up here to sing two songs, just two songs. Mary, Mary, come on up here. I want you all to come sing two songs. How much is that? Uh, $16,000. Mary's mother thought I said a concert. I said, let me repeat it back to Mary. Uh, Mary, I want you to sing two songs for my anniversary. My pastor's going to preach, and you sing two. Yeah, still 16000 and we want five rooms and five first-class airfare. Now, wait a minute. You want $16,000, five rooms, suites, and you want five first-class airfare. I said, Mary, Mary, let me holler at you for a second. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang up right now. And I thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you very much. I enjoy your music. But I'm going to go down here to Walmart. And I'm going to buy your $16 tape. And I'm going to play it as many times as I want. So that's how we're able to sing off tracks. Because Mary Mary helped me. Don't get me wrong. I love some good music. But music ain't, ain't, ain't the word. Don't be dancing and you ain't got no word in you. That's right. Let me let you go home because you're tired. I can see it. So now the man of God, he ain't the man of God. He's just a man. He went down into the dirty water. He listened to his servant. And watch what happened, Rita. So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times uh-huh. as the man of God had told him. Read. And his flesh was restored. What? What you say? And his flesh was restored. He went in something dirty and came up clean. Read. And became clean that of a young boy. What you say? And became clean like that of a young boy. Like a brand new little boy, his flesh looked at no wrinkles nowhere. Read. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. Now watch this. Naaman took his flock, his homeboys, took his gold, and went back to the preacher's house. Now remember now, the preacher never came outside. He went back to the preacher's house because he wanted to bless the man of God. Read. He stood before him and said. He stood. Now, this is the only time the man of God opened the door. <laughs> Somebody got it. Man of God didn't open the door when he was sick. Man opened the door for that money. Watch what happened next. He stood before him and said. What did he say? Now, I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Look at this. See, it took you to realize in a dirty situation how great God is. Sometimes God lets you hit rock bottom. 
So you can say, nobody brought me out but the Lord. He said to the man of God, he said, now I know there's no God in the world greater than this God. Now, he still didn't know God yet. He just know God gave him his hand, mm -hmm. but he didn't have God hard. What you're saying, preacher? Many of us in church want the hand of God, houses, cars, land, food, money, but don't want the heart of God. Read. So please accept the gift from your servant. He told the preacher, he said, preacher, take this gift, take this money, preacher. The, the prophet answered. What the preacher said? As surely as the Lord lives. What happened? As surely as the Lord lives. What? Whom I serve. Uh-huh. I will not accept a thing. I'm not going to take any money from you because I don't want you to think you paid for this. Read. And even though Naaman urged him. Naaman, say, man, please take this money. I don't want to go back home with this money. I feel guilty. He Read. refused. He, the preacher refused because he realized I operated in the supernatural. Read. If you will not, said Naaman. Naaman said, if you want, this, power, this part, powerful now. Watch this. This part is powerful. You got to get this. Naaman said to the preacher, he said, since you won't take any money, I ask you to do me a favor. I got to go back to an average job around an average boss, and I done, and I done got me some of this supernatural today, and I don't want to go back to my boss man who's average. But I got to do my job. My average boss go into a nasty house that he call a church, and he don't worship God for real. But in order for him to worship, he need my arm to, to kneel down with. He say, I got to go back. He say, will you pardon me and let me go back to my job that's a cult? My job that's a hypocrite? Will you let me go back to my job? Because I don't experience something from God, and I don't want to let this experience go. And the man of God say, go on back to work. Going on back to work. He said, can I take some of this dirt with me? Because I want to take something to remember where God blessed me at. And the problem was the man of God, this is a tragic hymn, the man of God had a servant who didn't listen to his master. He took his master for granted. Just because he had a little bit more power, he thought he had the same power his master had. I don't care how good you can sing, and I can't sing. I don't care how good you can preach, and I can't huh, preach. But you ain't me. That's right. That's right, Bishop. Isn't it amazing whenever somebody who ain't called by God always want to take over what God does set up? Just because you don't got one or two amens don't mean you're the pastor. That spirit came from Lucifer while he was in heaven. He wanted to overthrow God, and God kicked him out. Be careful when you want to take a servant.